Welcome to the Tech.eu podcast, where we discuss some of the most interesting stories in European tech today. Let's do this. Good morning. Uh, this is Robin Walters from Tech.eu, and I'm joined here today remotely, of course, uh, by Johannes Reck. He's the co-founder and CEO of a company in Berlin called Get Your Guide. Uh, for those who don't know, Get Your Guide is a travel tech unicorn, uh, basically sort of like an online travel agency, a marketplace for tour guides and excursions. I was founded in 2008, actually initially in Zurich, which I didn't know, uh, but learned very recently. Um, but now based in Berlin, um, they've raised close to $900 million to date. Uh, I think the most recent equity round was in October 2020, uh, right in the middle of the pandemic crisis, which we'll talk more about, of course. Um, just to set the scene a little bit, more than 80 million tours have been booked via the platform to date. Uh, there are more than 75,000 to choose from, for that matter. Uh, I'm one of those people booking lots of tours. I've been a longtime customer and a big fan of the company, uh, mostly because of its excellent customer service. And it's not often that you can say that. So I'm going to say it. Uh, Johannes, thank you so much for joining. Thank you so much, Robin, for having me. And um, you know, for those who don't know, I've known Robin also for, I think, a decade or so. So I'm very glad to be uh, back in touch and to be on the show today. Yeah, we're getting old. This is essentially the message. Uh, and so is the company. The company's been around for quite a while now, from 2008, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, we started the first prototype in 2008, uh, Get Your Guide in the Way, you know, how it lives today, you know, which is a platform for experiences, a two-sided marketplace it was only launched in 2010. Originally, it was more of a social network for students to be tour guides, which didn't work out. So we had to pivot the original model. But yeah, I mean, like still, it's been uh, you know 13 years now, uh, and you know with uh, you know you know exhilarating highs and incredible growth, and then sort of like lots of you know strong lows and uh, pandemic uh, you know predominantly, and it's been quite a roller coaster ride. But um, I, I would say it's never been more exciting uh, than right now coming out of the pandemic and just seeing the tremendous tailwinds that our industry has and the rapid digitization and the consumer demand and also. You know, frankly, suppliers flocking back online and, you know, wanting to sell their experiences on online. So in a weird way, it's been a very long time, but yet it feels like the moment is right now for the industry. Yeah, it must be great for you after after a couple of difficult years uh, for everyone, really, uh, at least for most people, especially in the travel tech sector. Uh, yeah. But now Get Your Guide is essentially, you, you, you've touched on this very briefly, but you're essentially digitizing a business that's still... Uh, well, it is kind of digital, but it's still done a lot over the phone, the WhatsApp and messages and, and email. Um, is, is that really the problem you're still trying to solve? Like, in, you know, getting the, the supply and demand together in one platform and digitizing the hell out of it? Yeah, at the at the very core of it, that's the problem, although the problem has matured o over the years. So um, if you, you know, zoom yourself back to 2010, the original innovation that Get Your Guide had uh, was to build an extranet, so literally an online service where you know tour suppliers and and tour guides and excursion providers could uh, list their inventory. So just you know put in their pictures, their descriptions, availability, pricing, and just manage uh, their, uh, their their inventory online. And um, you know that then sort of like grew predominantly across Europe for you know the decade following that. And obviously, with the uh, adoption of, of smartphones and, and roaming charges dropping in the European Union, uh, the Get Your Guide service just continued to have lots of traction. And you know, over time, you know, we all also built up our presence and offering in the US and then later in Asia and LATAM. And, you know, this is how we suddenly became, uh, you know, a, an international uh, company over time. 
And I would say, you know, now coming out of the pandemic, so, you know, out of this massive shock where, you know, everything froze to zero and and then, you know, now it's like we're all rebounding and, and we're much more digital than before. Uh, you know, just to give you maybe, uh, you know, a couple of numbers uh, for the back of the envelope so you kind of understand, uh, you know, what I'm talking about. Before the pandemic struck, um, less than 20% of experiences were booked online. So most people were still queuing up at the Eiffel Tower, the Vatican Museums, or, you know, booking their, you know, Berlin uh, River cruise, you know, offline. Now this is, you know, somewhere between 30 to 40%. So it's doubled, um, you know, throughout the pandemic. And we see a massive growth of that online share. Um, so essentially both uh, the supply side, which suddenly realized, hey, I can't just rely on offline bookings. I need to shift and migrate my inventory online as well as, and that's most important in these transitions, the consumer side have really understood that it's much, much, much better uh, to you know book experiences online. You know, you just mentioned Robin and in the intro customer service. That's like one of the big um, uh, you know, things that we offer to customers, you know, you can always contact us if anything goes wrong and, you know, we will help you figure things out. But, you know, we've also launched a lot of other innovations over the last uh, two to three years, and we've been pretty uh, busy during the pandemic actually preparing for this. Uh, and examples are things like reserve now, pay later. So you can reserve now all of your experiences for, uh, you know, the, you know, Easter or summer holidays, make sure that, you know, you lock them in because things now in this strong travel rebound really book out, you know, book out like we have lots of availability that's already, you know, going down and you only have to pay later when you actually travel. Right. So, you know, these type of, you know, changes, I think, in, in the business model have also led to much more, uh, you know, ma massive adoption uh, among the customers. And, and now uh, you know, it's like that original proposition, which was, hey, I can book this uh, you know, online is actually moving to it's much more convenient and better for you and your travel planning um, to, uh, you know, uh, you know, book and plan everything online. Um, the the other, uh, you know, uh, piece of this is obviously the quality, right? So we have, uh, in, you know, at this point in time, 75,000 experiences uh, that are online and, and bookable with us. Uh, now, um, you know, you know, most of them actually have reviews, they have customer feedback, you know, there are lots of small hidden gems in the portfolio, things that you wouldn't even find by yourself in the destination or by just doing a quick Google search. And that also has tremendous customer value because now not only can you plan in advance and can reserve all the spots in advance and ensure that you don't queue up you know, hours before the major sites of the destination is where you go. But you can also find these things which you actually, you know, wouldn't find uh, otherwise and that are really these trip makers, these really extraordinary uh, things. And, uh, you know, last thing I'll say to that, you know, you know a prominent example that's gone viral in the media uh, over the last couple of weeks is, um, you know, with the Vatican, for instance, we secured these early allotments where you can go in, uh, you know, even before, uh, you know, the, the the crowds come in and you can go in with the key keeper, the Clavigero of the Vatican, and he gives you the key and you open the Sistine Chapel. Uh, you know, those are experiences that are just unique to get your guide. And we're trying to build that up more and more that there's really something for everyone to find on Get Your Guide that's just exclusive and can't be found anywhere else. That's very cool. And also nice to see that you're still uh, catering uh, to the needs of the market, which are, is also evolving, of course. Uh, you mentioned the pandemic a few times. I don't want to talk about it too much. Uh, and it's a little bit of a cliche question, but I'm still going to ask. If you look back now in, with the benefit of hindsight, do you think um, you've responded well to the challenges that came with it? Uh, do you think you, you're sort of 
been forced to set up for, for success in the future because of that? Or how do you look back at it now in general? Yeah, so um, I think we've uh, made all the right moves uh, in the pandemic. So in hindsight, I think I'm very happy with what we did. And there's really not much that I would change. At the same point in time, I want to be humble and, 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 and be clear that, you know, while we were doing it, it was not strategic genius, but I would say rather, you know, the way how you can imagine it was, you know, an emergency doctor kind of like rushing to the scene and like trying uh, to, to, to rescue a patient that was just very, very, you know, badly injured. Um, and uh, we were just going from day to day and week to week and like, you know, trying to make the best out of it and trying to make the right strategic choices. Um, I think ultimately um, what ended up happening was that, um, you know, we preserved uh, product and engineering um, and we just continued to build the platform and we continued to build the product and we built a lot of features that were very handy coming out of the pandemic. And we were betting on this tremendous digital rebound, um, which happened. And I think that was the right choice. So I'm very glad uh, about the investments that we made and, and also not cutting too much into that area of the business. And at the same point in time, we also constrained a lot. Um, you know, we cut a lot of budgets. We also cut 20% of our staff in total during the pandemic. And we didn't rehire all of them uh, coming uh, out of the uh, pandemic, on the other hand. And I think that allowed us uh, to ultimately become a much leaner and, and more efficient company. And in the last 12 months of 2022, we had double the, the volumes uh, and revenue and, and five times the contribution margin uh, compared to pre-pandemic. So we are much bigger and a lot more efficient. And, um, you know, that now in the new normal is a fantastic thing to have because it basically gives us a very smooth sailing towards uh, profitability, uh, which, you know, and that's, you know, frankly, we couldn't anticipate, um, you know, which is, you know, very important now. Uh, given how the market has turned after the, the pandemic. So um, overall, I'm, I'm very pleased with what we did, but I don't want to brag and say this is strategic genius because a lot of these things just fell into place in a very good way. So, um, you know, I would say in hindsight, um, and I've said that before, you know, if you take the, you know, the emotional strain away, which obviously was, you know, a heavy toll on us for, for a long time. I think the pandemic for the company itself was actually not a bad thing. Uh, so I think it's really helped us calibrate the business and, and helped us, you know, get a lot more efficient operationally. And it's already groomed us for this new reality, which all of the pandemic winners only can adapt to now. Uh, and, and I feel like we've, we already have the pain behind us and, and now it's like full of opportunity. Great. Well, thanks for sharing the insights. And I'm sure a lot of your investors are also quite happy that um, the things happened the way that they did, because if you would have sort of ridden the, the hype train that was 2021, uh, you might have also overhired and been overvalued and raised too much money. Um, so I'm guessing being in the travel tech sector during a pandemic sort of shielded you from that as well. Do you agree? Yeah. So um, I think we, we're, we're very lucky that, I, I mean, you mentioned the funding round in 2020. So this was a convertible note. Um, and then we had a, a, a round with the SoftBank Vision Fund in 2019, which at the time, you know, was already a very good valuation, I would say, for, for the company. Um, but given, um, you know, how we've navigated the pandemic and how we've come out of it now, um, you know, we, we have grown into that valuation. And I think that's, uh, you know, both from, you know, top, but also from, uh, you know, the bottom line. And I think that's 
uh, that's just you know what I'm really proud of that you know we we you know we have just shown this organically as a company that we have a strong business model um, you know that we're doing really well that the market is fantastic and and is opening up now uh, post pandemic and. I think that's frankly what um, what is just so important uh, these days that you you can demonstrate that your business model itself is very healthy and strong and uh, that there is a tremendous opportunity uh, in your market. And, um, you know, I, I always felt like, uh, you know, our investors throughout the pandemic and also afterwards have been incredibly supportive of the company. And I couldn't be prouder of the wider team and also our board. Very nice to hear. Um, let's talk more about the, the market and the opportunity that you mentioned. After all these years, I'm sure you have a pretty good sense of what the uh, you know the total addressable market is today. Uh, but how much growth is there still in there? Like how how, how big is this going to get? Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty insane. Um, you know, the uh, overall market as of today is 250 billion euros a year that people spend on travel experiences, which um, it, it is less than uh, hotels and accommodation, but um, you know it's only roughly half of, of the overall um, you know pie of, of hotels and accommodation. So experience is just a very big market, and it makes sense the moment that you think about it a bit more profoundly. Um, you know, you book a hotel when you go somewhere on vacation or on a business trip, but you know you do experiences all the time, even in your hometown. You know, you know if you go to a local concert to a local show. Um, you know, get your guide today addresses only a part of that 250 billion market, um, you know, which is, you know, as you mentioned, the tours market, you know, sightseeing. So that's our core bread and butter uh, is, you know, when you travel that we want to provide you with the best experiences. That market um, can obviously be expanded. Um, you know, that serviceable, addressable market can be expanded over time and we will do that. But for now, we still see so much growth even in that core market that we're addressing that we feel we can grow with uh, you know it's like very high growth you know it's like you know you know high double digit growth rates for a while to come and um i mean people haven't appreciated that necessarily uh, in the past but you know it's definitely showing now that um you know getcha got between 2010 and 2020 and then again you know leapfrogging into 2022 has doubled uh, in, in in volume and sales every single year. Um, so it's it's been exponential growth, and I don't think that I mean, that is going to be over anytime soon. Uh, I do think we can continue to grow uh, very strongly for for many years to come, and I don't see any ceiling anywhere close. If at all, I see <laughs> if there was a ceiling, it's actually being raised as we speak, just because of the digitalization of the overall market. Um, so. Nice. I feel very comfortable about the future growth prospects. What we've been, uh, I would say, more concerned with, uh, you know, since the pandemic, uh, just naturally because we were hit so hard, is not just growth but sustainable growth. Uh, so how can we ensure that we grow into this big time? But we do that in a in a way that's not just you know you know spending a lot of uh, money to 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 do that and 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 into advertising and and so like unsustainable. Uh, you know, business activities, but we do that in a way that delivers very strong value to our consumers uh, so that they really think of Get Your Guide first and foremost every single time they travel, they open our app, they find a really good and strong offering. And, um, you know, we just become also very meaningful to, to the suppliers that we have so that Get Your Guide is also the first uh, and preferred choice for them, no matter whether that's very big 
uh, and well-known suppliers like Disney or you know Warner Brothers Studios in in in, in London, or what, whether that is the small you know food tour in Brussels, you know we really want to be relevant across the spectrum for our customers and and suppliers, and 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 that aspect of sustainability has just been uh, increasingly important for us. Nice. Well, that sounds like a very bright future to me. Uh, now, one relatively recent news item was that Get Your Guide uh, was phasing out. Um, it's private label uh, offering uh, called Originals, I, I believe. Uh, can you elaborate a bit on what Originals was initially meant to be and how it's evolved since then? Yeah, no, it's um, it's great, uh, great question. So Originals, um, you know, that we launched in, in the previous form in 2017-18 was really just a private label offering where we were working directly with tour suppliers in order to private label, you know, you know, top tours and top destinations such as Rome or Paris. You know, you can imagine the Vatican tour in English or German was a get your guide originals where you know we um, you know had tour guides, you know, um, you know, so like dressed in get your guide clothing and where we had um, uh, you know uh, you know so like also you know special agreements with suppliers on service levels, etc. And that worked actually relatively well, but we found that it was constraining over time uh, because, you know, this meant that we always had to, you know, pick and choose specific suppliers. And, you know, then the market is very dynamic that we operate in. There are new supplies and new experiences coming up. And, uh, you know, there's then obviously always the conflict of how do you rank the Get Your Guard original versus the others. And, you know, the you know, service level agreements with the suppliers only work if you funnel, you know, certain amounts of traffic to them. So in the end, we felt like this is not uh, to the benefit of the supplier or the customer in the way how we had originally set it up. And then I think the honest uh, answer to that was um, that it was a great experiment, but we needed to discontinue it because it just, you know, didn't fit, uh, you know, our broader principles and objectives, which uh, are to always do what is, you know, best for the customer and to always enable the best experience. And to what I just said in the previous question, it was in that sense no longer sustainable and it wasn't fostering sustainable growth, which is all centered around, uh, you know, customer satisfaction and repeat. And so we, um, you know, we split that program now into multiple work streams, um, you know, that uh, I think fit the bill a lot better. Uh, one is that we continue to work with suppliers on fulfillment and, and also branding touch points for Get Your Guide. So, you know, one of the problems that customers have is to honestly find the meeting point. So we'll give you the example of the Vatican. With the Vatican, we don't have one original supplier, but all of the supply around the Vatican can now, you know, go through, a, you know, skip the line fast track that is Get Your Guide branded and owned by Get Your Guide. So we enable that for our entire supply community, not just for the preferred supplier. Um, you know, another uh, you know part of the program which we are um, you know enabling is supplier insights and the um, opportunity to optimize certain parameters so that you rank better. Originals was a very operational program where we said you know if you have full availability and you know a certain star ranking, etc., you can become a private uh, label. Now what we're saying is like anyone on the platform can so like you know rank higher and do better and get more sales. If you hit certain availability targets, if you hit certain pricing uh, targets, if you hit uh, certain quality targets, and we make that visible 
Uh, so we lead more through competition on the marketplace and less on kind of like, you know, you know, platform to individual supplier dealings uh, that are yeah, yeah. operational complex and not as scalable. And then the last thing is the uniqueness. And I already mentioned um, to you earlier on the example of the Vatican, where, you know, we try to uh, build very unique experiences that can't be found anywhere else. That is, I think, the future of uh, originals. And you'll certainly hear more about that, um, you know, moving forward into this year. We have a lot planned uh, in that direction. Fantastic. We'll keep an eye out. Um, now, uh, an even more recent news item was a strategic partnership with Lufthansa uh, Group that you've announced, uh, I think, last week. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about that deal, what it means, and if we're going to see more of these deals in the future? Yeah, a hundred percent. So, um, you know, GetYourGuide has a lot of different, uh, you know, special uh, relationships with, uh, you know, larger travel platforms, and those can be uh, airlines like the Lufthansa Group, where you can now through, um, you know, Lufthansa and Brussels Airlines and Austria, and you can book the entire GetYourGuide inventory and even earn. Uh, rewards. So with, uh, you know, every euro spent, um, you know, you get a couple of miles in the miles and more uh, account, which is the, you know, loyalty service of the Lufthansa group. And, you know, thereby, you know, it's a great incentive for customers to actually purchase Get Your Guide experiences through that uh, partnership. And we have uh, a lot more of that distribution. Um, if you uh, don't know, if, you know, we are, for instance, also partners of KLM. Uh, we are partners of Emirates, where we have, uh, you know, similar uh, agreements in place. Uh, we are the preferred partner of Expedia Group uh, globally, um, you know, to distribute experiences for them. They actually even used to do that themselves, um, you know, before the pandemic. In the pandemic, they, um, you know, decided to regroup their activities and partner up with Get Your Guide and, and our expertise in the vertical, uh, which obviously makes me as a founder very proud to have that uh, recognition from one of the largest travel platforms. And, you know, look, I think the um, opportunity and distribution of experiences as the, the entire category shifts online is massive. Uh, you know, there are lots and lots of well-known global travel brands that we can still partner with. And, uh, you know, we have a very good team in this uh, area that is an active discussion, uh, you know, with a, a lot of fantastic partners. Uh, you know, another avenue that I, you know, just wanted to highlight that um, I think is exciting is we are also the exclusive partner of Amex. Um, you know, this is not as well known in, in Europe as in the US, but, you know, in, in, in the US, a lot of people purchase travel through, uh, you know, their credit card programs and, you know, have special rewards there. We have a very successful partnership with them as well. So distribution is certainly one of the core pillars um, of our distribution strategy. Nice. Great. Okay. So uh, we don't have a crystal ball, obviously, but if you were to guess um, the future for Get Your Guide as a company, is it uh, another growth round? Is it debt funding? Is it an IPO? Is it an acquisition by someone like Expedia? Uh, what do you think is in the cards for the company? Um, you know, uh, I, I honestly do not have a crystal ball similar to, to yourself. So, you know, that would be pure speculation at this point in time. What I can say is we're fully funded. Um, you know, we're very healthy from a, you know, cash, uh, revenue, profits perspective. Um, and, you know, at this point in time, I'm just so happy to have the pandemic behind us and to see so much opportunity. Uh, and, you know, every single morning I wake up uh, and look at the daily bookings report and they, they that's just pure joy because, you know, like the numbers are just so great. 
And, you know, you trust me for, I think, you know, the better half of two years in 2020, 2021, I was dreading that email every morning. I didn't even want to look at it. And at some point I stopped. And, um, you know, being, you know, where we are today uh, just feels so good. Um, so I'm just honestly enjoying the moment uh, right now. And, you know, what the future brings, you know, I don't know. But I think as long as we continue to do what we're currently doing, uh, I think we're in a really good place. Great. Okay. Um, there is a lot of buzz these days around AI, AI-powered search, AI-powered, and you know, bots and assistants. Is Get Your Guy doing anything in terms of innovation on that front, or do you have any plans to? Yes, absolutely. We are. Uh, we've used machine learning and AI already for a long period of time uh, at Get Your Guide. It might not be as visible or as obvious for the consumer, uh, but there have been tons of touch points. Um, it started with, um, you know, small touch points like, you know, when you go onto, um, you know, a details page on, of an experience, you know, there are other experiences that are recommended that are similar um, in, in, in terms of, um, uh, you know, so like, uh, you know, the, you know, what they would provide or, you know, so like of the interest um, of the consumer. And, um, you know, that is powered by machine learning uh, that is powered by, by AI. Um, you know, our ranking and relevance algorithm is increasingly powered by AI. Um, you know, what we show to you uh, and when is increasingly powered by AI. You can imagine an American consumer browsing, uh, you know, a European city from North Carolina has very different interests and has very different needs than, uh, you know, you if you look for something in, in your home city in, in Belgium, Robin, right? So, you know, taking all these signals into account, you know, the weather, whether you're, you know, with your family, whether you've booked 15 tours with Get Your Guide before, all of that increasingly uh, goes into, um, you know, the signals that we that we, that we we process in order for, for ranking and relevance. And um, it also increasingly goes into, uh, you know, the signals that we that we that we process for understanding which supply we need to acquire and onboard onto the platform, and also the way how we communicate with suppliers, which availabilities we want them to put onto the platform, which pricing levels we believe are the right ones for the experiences, which you know quality signals we see from consumers about their experience and what you know people need to consume. So semantic analysis of reviews and like giving them feedback of you know what are the things specifically that they need to improve. So there's machine learning really end to end from the consumer side to the supply side. And as you look towards the future, um, what I'm very uh, you know excited about is is the prospect of building the best vertical search engine in, in experiences. And what that means concretely is, uh, you know, Google has been really strong at general search now for, you know, you know, more than two decades. And they're really good at like, you know, high level, you know, searches like, uh, you know, it's like what is uh, Belgium and, you know, what's the capital and what's the history, et cetera. Right. Uh, and then so like you had like lots of uh, different links and the same was then later applied to more commercial queries where the business model comes from, like, you know, what are hotels in, in Brussels or, you know, what are experiences in Brussels? But, uh, you know, you know, the, the answer have always been lists and then you were, you know, left up to your own devices to kind of like, you know, click through all of these lists. Now at Get Your Guide, we have the full inventory of things to do in Brussels and, and we know perfectly well what a consumer is interested in. And we are also processing more and more signal about you as a consumer, as you just, um, you know, as you just described. And, um, you know, what, uh, you know, what would it be like uh, in a world where you can go to the Get Your Guide app and ask, you know, so like, what can I do with my family in Brussels over the weekend? And we would have like a really strong answer around that, that would uh, prevent you from having to 
you know, browse through a, a gazillion different sites on, on Google and sort of like read through a lot of uh, articles, but really trust our advice. And that's that's kind of like the vertical search of the future that I think will be super interesting. And I think that's a paradigm shift. I'm, I'm very much with Satya Nadella at Microsoft who said, you know, this is the next chapter in search. And, um, you know, I think it's, it's right that we have this buzz um, you know, Google is a very powerful company and they have, um, you know, a fantastic asset. So I don't see things shifting from you know, black to white. <laughs> it's like 180 degrees anytime soon. Uh, but it's certainly a journey that I think all specialist companies like Get Your Guide that are really the best in this specific vertical are going to be on for the next decade. And that will be very much to the benefit of the consumer in the mid to long run. Fantastic. Well, looking forward to seeing uh, those plans come to fruition. Um, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, one final question for you, slightly off topic. Uh, I haven't been to Berlin since the start of the pandemic, to my shame. Oh. Um, but yeah, I know, right? But it does feel a little bit like the pandemic really, really hurt the tech ecosystem there, which is something that I hear from people. Uh, it also seems that there was less news and, and, and buzz and hype and excitement uh, coming out of Berlin. Is that just my perspective? What's it like from the inside? Uh, Berlin is alive and kicking. I think it's just, uh, I, I, you know, it's it's been maturing. Um, it's been maturing. I think we saw a decade of unprecedented growth of startups and 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 you know just you know also frankly some hype um, you know leading up to the pandemic and throughout the pandemic, and now I think a lot of that just you know needs to settle. Um, we've had lots of um, you know companies and categories like food delivery. Uh, we've had crypto companies, we've had fintech companies that got, uh, you know, very good valuations throughout the pandemic and raised a lot of cash. And I think now they need to uh, reconfigure themselves and make themselves viable and grow into their valuations. And, you know, maybe some will and some will struggle to do that. And I think that's really what you're seeing from the outside right now. I think it's just this rethinking and regrouping around, um, you know, what is going to be a, just a different uh, new normal than what we saw, you know, certainly in 2020 and 2021. But then on the flip side, you also have companies like Get Your Guide, you know, who are really, really doing well right now. And, um, you know, another one, you know, it's only partially in Berlin, also partially in Munich, Flixbus, for instance, on the bus travel side is, is absolutely doing well, also suffered uh, tremendously throughout the pandemic. But then also, um, you know, companies that, you um, were hit very hard in the aftermath of the pandemic, like a trade republic, you know, would be an example that I would have top of mind. Full disclosure, I'm a personal investor there and have been for 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 for, for a while. Uh, but they've been growing despite the downturn in the stock markets quite tremendously and are really focusing in and zoning in now on their proposition um, that they um, just aggregate funds for uh, the young European consumers and and so like you know this entire notion of we need to save for our retirement in the stock market is just the core pinnacle of the company and we just see that despite the downturn you know playing out very well so I wouldn't say it's all doom and gloom I think it's just um, you know companies are just forced to go back to their very essence you know their reason to exist you can no longer just raise capital for the sake of it or because something is growing fast or uh, you know you can. Uh, you know, just do that uh, and 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 then burn through the cash uh, and and raise the next round. That's those days are over. 
um, you know, right now you really need to prove yourself to the customer and also to your investors that you have a sustainable model and that you can produce uh, strong cash flows in the future. And I think there will be a lot of companies out of Berlin who will be able uh, to do that. And um, I would just stay tuned. Uh, you know, uh, German, Germans are very resilient and, and, and uh, you know, we have built up a fantastic ecosystem here, by the way. You know, uh, not only Germans, but also a lot of people who came here, a lot of companies actually led by non-German uh, founders. And uh, I do see resilience uh, in, in the ecosystem. Uh, and, um, you know, there's been a lot of, like, you know, really good assets that have been built up over uh, the last decade. And I think, if anything, the current uh, regrouping is very healthy uh, for all of us. Um, you know, we've had way too fierce competition and, uh, you know, way too much churn also, you know, in our employee bases. And you know, it was just too much about, you know, fast money. And now I think it's very much about consumer value. And I think that's a fantastic shift. Nice. Well, great to feel your excitement about the Berlin tech ecosystem. Uh, you have my word that I make it back there before the summer uh, and check it out for myself again. And you are, of course... We're waiting. You're, We're waiting for you. <laughs> and you're, of course, always uh, welcome to Brussels as well. Uh, just a quick note to you and your and the listeners that we have our event. TechU Summit is, is happening on 24 May uh, in Brussels Expo. So stay tuned for more exciting announcements around that as well. And Johannes, you're always welcome to join. I, I would love to join that. I would love to join that. Fantastic. Well, I will follow up. Uh, in the meantime, thank you so much for taking the time, sharing your insights, uh, sharing more about the Get Your Guide journey. It's nice to hear that you're doing well and that you have big plans for the future. Uh, thanks again, and uh, yeah, have a great uh, rest of the week. Thank you, Robin.